beyond infinity. I just thought I'd finish off with a piece about Bigelow Aerospace. Now, it's kind of interesting. Robert T. Bigelow is an entrepreneur. He's the founder and president of Bigelow Aerospace. It's based in Las Vegas, and he is a huge property developer, commercial property developer over in the States. He's made lots and lots of money. In the last 20-odd years, he's been getting into spending some of his fortune on the private space game, you know, just along the lines of uh, Elon Musk and Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos, those kind of crew. He was kind of smart because in the 1990s, NASA started looking at how to develop inflatable modules to go up into space to perhaps form part of a space station. Mm The benefit of something that's inflatable is it's smaller when it's on Earth. It takes up less weight and less space, mm-hmm. which is at a premium for launches. It's, yeah. That's the expensive part. Get it up there and then inflate it, and so get kind of more bang for your for your weight. You know, so yeah, you, per, per gram yeah, of sure. weight that's being launched because it is hideously expensive. It's being brought down. This is why Elon Musk is doing and and uh, Blue Origin are doing things like uh, recyclable first and second stages on their rockets mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, getting getting more bang out of the actual booster. This is getting more bang out of your payload in a way if you're trying to create a, a habitation module to go on the International Space Station, for example. And there is one up there. So if, about four years ago, one was attached to the side of the, I think it's the Tranquility Module. It's a US module, part of the International Space Station, 400 kilometers up in orbit. It's been quite successful. In fact, it's been suggested that the outer shell of this inflatable object, which which people can go in, in fact, they close the door on it most of the time, so they don't use it. It's, it's a test mm-hmm. article, really, mm-hmm. but they they check it every so often. They've Probably waiting on the impact uh, They've got uh, sensors that, and, yep, yeah. that measure it and make sure that, how, you know, that one of the big things they're testing is how it responds to micrometeorite uh, impact. And apparently it's been hit a couple of times and it's survived really well, the yeah. one that's attached to the ISS. They do open it up and they actually reckon that the material on the outside of this, this, this inflatable material, um, is really strong, possibly even stronger than the aluminium surface of the outside of the International Space right, Station. Yep. And also, interestingly, it could be more useful in protecting occupants, human occupants, from radiation. So the material itself mm-hmm. apparently is a better resistor to some of the harsh radiation that can be really dangerous once you go beyond the Earth's magnetic mm-hmm. field. So the ISS at the moment is, is protected by the, uh, the bubble of yep. the, of the uh, Earth's magnetic field. Uh, whereas once you go out into deep space, if you want to go to Mars or if you want to go uh, even, I think, to the moon, you're getting beyond it mm-hmm. and that can be really dangerous and a, a serious health issue for astronauts. Yep. So the Apollo astronauts were there for about a week or 10 days. They were exposed to this. That was probably the limit of what you'd want to do mm-hmm. comfortably. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Americans are planning to put people back on the moon in 2024, the Artemis mission, which is uh, the kind of the follow-up to Apollo, if you like. Mm-hmm. It's a big... Might, some, say it, some say it's just not going to happen. It's too ambitious. It's yeah. going to cost too much. They don't have the technology in place. But one thing they're relying on is to have a orbiting space station uh, called Gateway around the moon. So you launch the big rocket, which is the uh, SLS, the Space, space Launch System. Mm-hmm. That's a NASA rocket. Mm-hmm. That takes people in the Orion module, the Orion crew capsule, up to lunar orbit to the gateway and then they transfer from there to the artemis lander and then and then when they take off from the moon having done their stuff at the south pole and checked out the water and stuff that may be there as potential uh, fuel source and liquid for drinking they go back to the gateway and then get back into orion and and ride that back to earth so they need to have an orbiter yes uh, around a, a space station in orbit around the the moon and it could be bigelow bigelow are aiming for that They've got some great stuff. I posted some stuff just recently to, uh, on our Twitter feed. Uh, again, it's just on beyondinfinity.com.au or there's Twitter handles if you want to use that as well. You can go direct to Twitter. 
NASA has a program called Next Step, and it's awarded funding to Bigelow and five other companies to develop ground prototypes for habitats that could help NASA astronauts journey to the moon, Mars, and other deep space destinations. I've looked at some of the, uh, the yeah these YouTube videos showing the way these things work, how how large the space is. You know they've actually got a um, a thing called the B three thirty. It's designed to be an independent space station, but it could attach to the ISS, to yep. the mm-hmm. International Space Station. It has a volume of 330 cubic metres, which is about 11,500 cubic feet of internal volume, which for comparison, the pressurised volume of the entire International Space Station is about 930 cubic metres. So basically, it's almost a third in one launch. Yeah. They can get one third of, the, of, of what ISS. took like 30 space shuttle yes. flights at, at $1.5 billion mm. per launch yep. to get up to the International Space Station to put that together over the years, about 20-odd years ago. So... Uh, it's got so many advantages, this uh, inflatable technology. It's very interesting how they, they, uh, they were pretty clever. Bigelow was smart to license and because uh, NASA had given up on its uh, efforts back in the 90s to develop this technology. Mm-hmm. They'd made some patents. They'd made some advances. He sort of said, okay, well, I like that idea. Uh, he bought those patents from NASA right. and is now looking to be selling that technology that originated from mm-hmm. them back to NASA for their use. <laughs> right. So amazing what the private sector can do. It's, uh, it'll be great to see. So that's uh, Bigelow Aerospace helping out with the Artemis project to get man back to the moon in 2024. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Science and technology podcasts. You'll find show notes and other resources, plus our complete searchable backlist of over 600 podcasts at our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au.